You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... And it chipped it away again! Toby Flood. God's sake! He pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that! Suck it off! Shut the good videos off! What a yoga! <laughs> You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... Might all be uh, going off like a cat snake. Uh, he pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that. Very good. Three cheers for Zeri Bombo. Very good, very good. What a joker. <laughs> Happy Sunday, I guess. Uh, this is a, the Waste High Rugby podcast. Um, why, why are we called the Waste High Rugby podcast? Because... Uh, that's but that's what the new tackle law is, and we think that's a joke, and we think the puck, and we like to uh, make fun about rugby and what's going on in the game, and also that's the level of quality. The bar is waist high, quality, <laughs> and humour. That's why we call the waist high podcast. Right, good. Yeah, sounds good. All right, uh, I'm Ed. Um, with me today is Jack and and Tom. Um, I think we'll we'll do some introductions briefly. So I'll I'll hand over to Tom first. To introduce himself, where you're from, what you do. Yeah, all right, so I'm Tom. I am the head coach of Blinden Rugby Club. That basically means I'm in charge of some of Norway's best players, including Jack Hobbs. And some of the worst. And some of the worst, yeah, <laughs> including Ed. <laughs> nah, Ed's actually all right, he's just injured. So yeah, um, I've been in Norway for like 10 years, and uh, now I finally create a podcast so that's really yeah exciting what what are you doing here in norway tom oh i'm uh, studying economics i'm writing my thesis at the moment so cool pretty cool jack economics <laughs> <laughs> is so cool it's like the coolest thing i'm going yeah uh i'm jack i've been living in norway for three and a half years uh, joined Blinda and the rugby club basically straight away. Third, I made some friends. That went well, didn't it? Unfortunately, <laughs> the people I met have become my friends now, which is a bit of a shame, but you get what you give them, don't you? Uh, I'm an architect here, and uh, yeah. yeah. Safe play for Blindern, utility back, aka on the bench. And, and skills coach. And skills coach, yeah. <laughs> Are you really a skills coach? No, not really. Are you official title? No, he's back coach. Fast coach. But I won't be when I move down to to Christiansand. Cool. Uh, I'm Ed. Um, another another Englishman. Uh, been in Oslo for about a year. Uh, same. Uh, joined Blinden Rugby Club pretty much immediately when I moved here. Um, I kind of yeah. I'm a Tom recruited me whilst pretty pretty drunk in a local Irish pub here. Um, I'm technically. Uh, a player but I've been injured for about a year um, and in that time I've kind of helping Jack with the backs coaching and I'm also the big dog vice president um, alongside Ben who who can't be here today um, yeah and where are you guys from in England we've got a pretty pretty big mix of us I'm from Birmingham I'm from best city best city in the world I'm from Nottingham Tom Tom is actually from Mansfield Um and I'm from Manchester and, and Hull, I guess, which I don't really like to admit. Uh, but yeah, um, cool. And who do you support? What rugby team do you support? What rugby team do I support? I don't know. Northampton Saints, maybe? Not your team? I don't actually have that. I don't... I've, never t- I've never actually heard Tom mention a team that he got supports. I just dismay teams. Yeah. I've got a little slides with you. Let me think about it. I'll come back with an answer soon. It's definitely not the Dragons. Don't support them. Jack, I'm, I'm a, because I'm from Birmingham, I obviously support Leicester Tigers uh, because we don't have a team. Well, I mean, we've got Solihull and, and Mosley, but we don't have a proper premiership team in Birmingham. So uh, Leicester was the closest, I guess, when we um, when I started watching rugby. And there was Worcester, but obviously not anymore. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, sell shots for me. Um, yeah, proper proper northern team, one of the heavy hitters, obviously. And uh, yeah, Tom, I don't know, I who, do you, who do you dislike the least? Southie Sharks. Southie Sharks. Yeah, because it's like Southie Sharks. Do you sell Southie Sharks on a seashore kind of thing? Oh Jesus! Southie Sharks. 
Um, cool. Can't support. Can't support South African. No. I don't support them, do I? Obviously, I don't support Chelsea Sharks. You've got to choose Premier League. We've got to choose your Premier League. I mean, if you're going for Chelsea Sharks, you might as well go sell Sharks. I mean, it is based on the community. Why the same team as you, then? That's like kind of a bit boring, isn't it? I'd have to. Maybe Newcastle. Newcastle could be a shout. Mate, you should support Irish. London Irish? Yeah. Why should I support Irish? Because they just played Maverick rugby. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They kind of. They're a bit more your style of team. They have your philosophy. <laughs> Jib off the coach. Don't listen to what the coach says and just put shit as talented players in and just let them do whatever. I think I say I'm an Irish fan. <laughs> before I reckon before we get into Tom's coaching philosophy, which we will come on to, I reckon we should give a bit of history about Linden Rugby Club though. So for those listening, we're we're all living in, in Norway, in Oslo, uh playing for Blinden Rugby Club, which is um one of the newer teams, I think, in Norway. But I guess Tom, Jackie been here a bit longer. Maybe you can uh, give a bit of background. Yeah, Blindern, yeah. So, um, Blindern is, is a rugby club based in Oslo. Um, Oslo used to have Oslo, Oslo Rugby Club, which I think was formed in the 70s. It's quite a long time in the 70s or 80s. Um, but now we're split into two. Oslo has two rugby teams, um, Blindern being the, being the newer one. Um, we were founded in 2010. Um, and are associated with the with the university university of oslo um that was the that was the th- theory behind it um we're kind of more of an independent club now um got a squad of 50-ish ranging from people who have played at a pretty high level um to people who have you know never picked up rugby ball before um and range ages from sort of 17 to people who shouldn't be playing rugby um Actually, who was the oldest one in the club? Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pete, he's probably, he's what? I would say 70s. Uh, he's in the 60s at least. Yeah. Kiwi farmer who spent splits his time between farming in New Zealand and farming in the north of Norway. Um, he's he's basically all metal and, uh, and he still wants to play. So, uh, Good on him, but I don't know if his uh, if his message would be. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, his handshake almost broke. Oh mate, yeah, <laughs> I like crushed like that. Oh my god! When I broke my finger, he basically told me to man like playing, <laughs> and then he nearly coughed my other finger in his handshake. It was yeah, he's a. Uh, um, so yeah, Blinden, big yeah, kind of up and coming team. I don't know, like, do you want to go through some of the players, Tom? What's in the nationalities we've got? Yeah, we've got those nationalities, premium chakra thing, right. The world basically plays for us. The world plays for us. Yeah, we're like the rainbow team of us. I think we've only got like two continents which would, which are represented, which is like Antarctica and South America. No, but I oh, know we've got Jose who's from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. or is that South America? No, that's Central. Yeah, well, we'd probably find one. Yeah. We have had our no, Argentinian before, so yeah, like yeah. definitely pretty well represented. But uh, but you would, yeah, I mean, it's cool. You wouldn't think in also that we'd have. Players from Kenya and Af- um, Uganda and Senegal. 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 Senegal, yeah. Senegalese legend. You know, and uh, Mexico and Portugal and all kinds of different places. So, um, so yeah, no, we, we're pretty well represented. We are. We are indeed. Um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, we're playing. There's only one division in Norway. So, um, I think, how many teams are there? Like six teams in the main division? At the minute, yeah, kind of changes. So yeah, Norway, there's, you've got sevens, you've got rugby union fifteens, and you have got rugby league. Um, and I think there's probably in total there's what about ten or twelve teams. Yeah, I would say so. Um, they're sort of evenly split. Some teams play all, all three. Some teams, most teams play two. Um, so we play sevens and and union, but also associated with the Oslo Rugby League Club. Um, so yeah, but in the unions, 15s, I guess there's six teams in the league. Um, and we came third last year. Yeah. Yeah. The league recently has been dominated by the other the other team in Oslo, Sargana, who, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so usually it's round robin. The league is a round robin um, of games. Obviously in Norway, you can't play in winter, so the season's a bit, season's a bit different. It's from kind of April to 
October before the snow. Well, apart from this year when it's all in September. Yeah. And that's it. We'll condense this year. Yeah. And the sevens is in the first half of the year, and then the and then the fifteens in the second half of the year. Yeah. Um But yeah. So we talk a bit about our journey as a club. Go on. About how we were almost the world's worst team. Yeah, is that that's probably quite accurate though, isn't it? I know we literally were the world's t- worst team in the world. Like hit, yeah. like five teams in the world score like, a point in in the league. Didn't score a point. We must have conceded what two hundred points in like three games. Yeah, I didn't play. Against I guess. Canada. I guess. Sorry, just to put things into perspective a little bit, right? In the world rankings as a country, in in the rugby world rankings, Norway are ranked one hundred, and if we're the worst team, if we were the worst team in that league. It kind of puts it into perspective as to how shit we actually were. Yeah, we weren't great. When I joined, so I joined during COVID basically, and we were playing clap touch, which because <laughs> you couldn't touch each other. So you had to clap in front of, you had to clap sort of a meter away from someone, and then they were touched. So we spent, I don't know, six months playing that kind of rugby. And then as soon as the season came around, we had a load of people who, been playing clap touch for six months and then we played full contact 15s like we were playing clap touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah but geez, yeah but then uh last season when we thought it got better we got yeah i think it was better we scored tries it was unbelievable one game. we actually won games yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think i think you know we've, we've got a lot of new players who've never played rugby before but obviously we've got like we've got a lot of players as well who've come from a pretty good stock i guess in terms of rugby, like you know, I mean, we've recruited really well. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, Tom played for Tom played for Mansfield, didn't he? Ooh. I played for Pavia's, not for Mansfield. But yeah, so we, uh, I mean, you played what was your level that you played at? Like Nottinghamshire County under fifteen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But I was too, I should have played higher than that. It's just crap coaches in it. Yeah, unable to spot yeah. talent. Jack, why, where did you play? Uh, well, I started rugby quite late, so I started playing rugby. At about 16. You started at 16? Yeah. God, you're not that good to say you started at 16. I probably started at like 21. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Which teams did you play for? I was playing for my school team and then I played for uh, and I played rugby league at Nottingham University. And, yeah, right back. and then I played for Henley. And then I came here. Nice. I was uh, probably a bit more of a traditional route, so typical. Typical boarding school guy from England, playing rugby there. Then uh, played for Hull uh, Ionians and Hull RUFC, actually. Um, I think I made one game in that two or something in England. I think I did. I was on the bench, I guess. Um, probably where I spent most of my career, to be honest. And then uh, I mean, I was then I actually played in the Czech League for a while, which is pretty cool for a couple of teams there over in Prague. Um Loose, loose socials after a game, I can tell you that. Uh, much better than a £10 pint in Oslo. Mm. But then, yeah, moved to Oslo and here we are. And then I guess we've got some pretty like, pretty good players as well in the team. We've got Ben, who's played Curry Cup, I think. Yeah, Ben, ben played Curry Cup in South Africa. Yep. Um, we've got Magnus, who's playing LV. LV Cup. LV Cup. In England, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Jose played Portugal. Francesco, I mean. Oh, sorry, yeah. Francesco played Portugal 7. Uh, he played under 18s, Portugal under 18s. Right, okay. Yeah. And um, and then got like Johnson, who's a big Ugandan, who played for one of the top teams in Uganda, which is probably not to be snuffed at by their, their, their opposed. Very big units, ginger hippos. Um, yeah, so I think we've kind of come on quite well. And I don't know, Tom, what, as head coach, what are, what are the expectations this season? Oh, just more people pass it to Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> basically, is the expectation is it is, and like, if you're faced with a choice where you put the board or Jonathan can have the board, then you have to give it to Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fair. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much the tactics. I think going I'm always, and also I don't want to say too much because obviously Saga are going to be listening to this podcast, trying to steal like little bits of insight and tactics of what we're going to be doing. So I don't want to give too much away. Do you reckon they're the teams to beat this year? Sargnat. Yeah, and they're always have like dominated Norwegian rugby. They win it every year. They're big, they're strong, they're powerful. But they're old. But now they're old. Now they're old, hopefully. Hopefully. But the thing is, they're old, but this is like that pasky lad. 
is old, but just got get stronger. They've got old man strength. Uh, in, yeah. In abundance. <laughs> I've never seen old man strength like yeah. it. I might say them last year, and their fat row was about 100 years old. Fine. <laughs> no, it might have been even older. I think it was probably even older. Their yeah. fat row was like two 45 year olds. Yeah. I'm a 35 year old. <laughs> yeah, I seen. Yeah. If I moved it funny, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair for. And then you get you get one of our youngest players, Arthur, who goes down with a hamstring injury in the fifteenth minute against him. Yeah, he's out for a year. I can't believe him not to stretch beforehand. <laughs> What's he doing? Stretch like stretch beforehand? Like, why are you trying to pull a muscle before a game? Like, it's the dumbest thing. But I guess Tom, as as head coach, right? What what are your qualifications to justify your selection as head coach? My selection as head coach. I said I guess I'd do it, <laughs> which is like one of the main uh, reasons I got the job. And uh, I get compensated flights, so that's another reason for doing it. Yeah, reason. I guess the thing about free membership, free uh, free membership, that's another good reason for me to be head coach. The thing about the Norwegian league is it's it's very very amateur, but it feels kind of professional because all the away games you have to fly to, basically. Yeah, uh, Norway's a pretty. It's not got a lot of people, but it's a pretty big country, so away games are a good six seven hour drive so i think the cool thing about not that i've done many of them but the cool thing about norway and playing playing away games in norway is you, is you fly over to the game you stay you stay over in the city that you're in and you have a you have a few beers with the other team after yeah after the game and it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty social thing too but yes yeah, so. it's really good but the, i guess it is out of your own wallet though yeah i mean it's it's and it's not cheap no for me anymore yeah not, yeah not tom well i don't know um I think I think Ben and I we're gonna we're gonna review that policy soon. Well, I'll wait, and then I'll go coach Sark now. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's it's like I think the last time I went away, which was the Bergen game, it's about you're looking about six thousand knock, which is about six hundred pounds for the whole weekend, which isn't. To be fair, man, it's not everyone has twenty beers. Yeah, I think not like some of us drink a little bit. Okay, okay, let's scratch that bit. Yeah, no, wine as much as no, but it is. I mean, it's de- it is expensive. It's definitely yeah, no. a commitment. Um, but it's worth it. I would change it for the world. Though. Yeah, I know. It's really, it's, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot more of a commitment than like kind of playing in England. You never, you know, give it like an hour, depending on the number you played, it was sort of an hour yeah, max to get to an away yeah. game. And you could call, kind of just drive there and do it in half a day. Whereas this is like a full on weekend. Yeah. It's a full on week. And I guess the, like, I know the socials might not be the same as like England or other countries, but I mean, we know how to socialize after a game. Yeah, the player pool is so small that you yeah. get to know the players in the other two. Yeah. Um, so you kind of, you know, you drink with them and then they come to you and they drink with you and it's, it's yeah, you get to know the, the boys. So it's, it's it's sort of professional in that way that you know everyone you're, you're playing against because the league's so small. We've got, uh, we have, I guess in the club, we've got how many French guys? About five, six now? Yeah, but there's, I guess there's probably two or three in particular. Um, two men French people. I... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> how, how, Tom? How would you, how would you summarize the the French people on a social after a game? Uh, quite hard to summarize them because they're absolutely <laughs> mental. Uh, it's. I used to work in a nursery, and those I'd rather have to look after like fifty toddlers that have just learned to walk. That have all got like milk and chucking it around, and you thought, <laughs> I have to sit in their nappies than try and look after two, two <laughs> guys. On a night out after a game, they are absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. So I think I I think it was uh, we won't name names, names, but they they know who they are. But like I think it was after the Bergen game, we're in a and Jean Claude, an absolute name. We were in a we're in an Irish pub after the game in Bergen, and um, I can't remember who it was, but someone went someone went to go to the toilet, and then all of a sudden they turn around in the in the cubicle, and you see one of the French guys with a screwdriver unscrewing the toilet door. <laughs> Um, it didn't go down too well with the staff there. Uh, we again, we won't name we won't name the name of the pub just so we don't incriminate ourselves yeah. <laughs> in case. But yeah, they they're a bit of a handful. Yeah, um, nightmare. Yeah, but unfortunately, they're just they're two of the best players in the team as well. So you know, you got to put up that. You got to put up with the French. You know, it's yeah, it's a it's a cultural thing, isn't it, with the French? Yeah. They uh, they just they're just different. It's just different, aren't they? It's as soon as it hits the line, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But at the minute, it's working. But 
for us and in the and in the country and the national team especially. But yeah, yeah, especially the ten. Like, I want everyone to start smoking. Yeah, to so get that card in my room because like there's one pair of things on the team. Yeah. Born in the Alps at high altitude, yeah. smokes about twenty a day, gets about three hours sleep a night. He's the fittest guy in the team. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's wild. I've never seen anything like it. My favourite thing is when they like line up to run at him and like I know where it's going. It's ending with you on your back. Yeah. Right. Him is like on top of you and it's like smiling. Yeah. He's, he's about he's about like into the ground. In all seriousness, he's about what, like five foot five, five foot six maybe? Yeah. Maybe a bit more, but like other than that, he's probably five seven. Uh, five seven, five eight. It's not big. But he's not a big guy. But he will tackle anyone. Yeah. He has yeah. like flair defence, doesn't he? It's like flair in defence and in attack, it's crash balls. Yeah, he's very unfriendly in terms of like, he's not a maverick playmaker, but he's... Maverick destructor. Yeah. <laughs> maverick destructor is not probably a good way to say it. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a back row who is 20 kilos too small. Yeah. I felt bad for him though, because remember like he made his debut, well, I think it was his debut against Finland for the national team, and then like he made a break and got through, then he literally got picked up over the try line by three of the Finnish guys and literally just carried over. Oh, uh, yeah, but he's, uh, yeah, you don't want to get on the wrong side of him. Oh, and he the normal French one. The other yeah. French one. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. Jean-Claude is a wild Yeah. If he turned up and he said he played nine and he's about 100 kilos <laughs> and hit, and I remember the first, the first training session when we, we split backs and forwards and he said, yeah, on the back. And we went, uh, right, okay. And then he, he, he turned up and we were doing like a tackle, we were doing a tackle drill and he just started nailing people in this tackle drill. And it all got off at the end of this, at the end of this drill and we went, yeah, mate, you're not, you're not on back. Go over, go over to that. We remember, I think the first time we turned up to training as well, he actually had a jersey from his team in France with the number nine on the back yeah, as well. Back, yeah. And it was so tight on him. Yeah. He's definitely like beating up the nine to get all the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm going that away now. Bang, I'm going to play nine. Probably. It looks dead fun. Like beating up the nine, give it here. I'm going to walk into other clubs and claim I'm not a hooker. Nine is the fun, the funnest position. Though. Yeah, but you need talent to play nine. Nine and ten, you need talent. Like every other position doesn't really matter. Just catch it or don't. Right. Yeah, it's quite a nice sort of segue that into Tom's coaching philosophy and what he believes in, in in rugby. Like, you know, well, you think nine nine and ten are the most skillful. Which uh, which position? Which positions on a pitch do you think require no effort? Uh, one, <laughs> two. Such a loaded question. <laughs> Four, five. No, to be fair, one you do have to eat quite a lot. You have to eat a lot if you're number one. Number two, I don't really know what number two is doing. Like, they throw it in at the line-out, but... Wait, you see, but that Glasgow hooker this weekend scored five tries in, like, 42 minutes. Yeah, was that, like, were they... King's Dragon Moore. Forward Driver Moore's one was actually in the loose from his own ten. Yeah, I did, but, like, Black. Driver Moore tried, that, that didn't count. That's that, that shouldn't be able... That shouldn't be... That shouldn't be given to... Like, penalty try doesn't doesn't get accredited to anyone. A Driving Moore try shouldn't get accredited to the bloke at the back of the... And back with more, he pushed the ball down. It was against the Dragons as well. I'd score seven against the Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, six. Honestly, I don't know what the six actually does. Just runs on, hit, hit. It's like just hitting. Six is the only, only notice the six if they irritate you. It's the only time you notice what they do is if they irritate you a bit. It's like the same. I mean, I think you'd notice Drone Kano if he played against them. Yeah, but he's probably Kano. I can't really remember him. Seven. Seven is, yeah, some of them jackal. Eight, basically a six. Nine, it's not bad, good. You're not that good. Nice, they have to pass, they have to kick, they have to like think. Like, I think about it, like a nine was like smaller than everyone else, but then has to like match up with all the, the lads that do bench press and shit like that. Tens, they're good. Elevens, fourteens, you know, just anyone fast. Twelve and thirteen, like crash ball. Tens, wait, don't go off. Yeah, they could be like, if you can play 12, you can play 7 or 6. But I guess in Norway, you just want the, in Norway, you just want the bigger guys, really. 12, 13, what? 15 Johnsons. Yeah, I mean, if we, yeah, yeah. 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 That would be good if you could have 15 of the best athlete we have in the team. But, yeah. well, probably best I mean, yeah, Johnson is probably the best, best rugby player in Norway, hands down. Yeah. Like, sorry to everyone else. 
another all the other teams, but it's true. I've also played a bit of 15, so that takes talent as well, to be fair. But yeah, I'd say it's basically um, 9, 15 talent. 12, like, if you've got a 10 player at 12, then it's talent. But yeah. like, some 12s, like, not that much talent. It's more just like... Well, you say, Tom, do you think that um, your coaching philosophy on the England team is just play every single 10? Genuine, yeah, they're the best players. Yeah. Kyle's, yeah, yeah. We we had this we had this uh, we had this conversation the other week, didn't we? We kind of said that like Tom, Tom, if he was England head coach, he'd put Ford ten, Farrell twelve, Ford Smith fifteen, Ford nine, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, sorry, that was it. Ford nine, Farrell ten, Smith fifteen. Uh, I, I think you get Finn Smith in there as well, mate. I, I might have Cipriani. I'd have Cipriani in there. <laughs> still, still have Cipriani in there somewhere. You know, you can't have one. But I'd have him on the bench, just like, mate, just crawl past. And then I need one massive unit in the centre. Like, yeah, but I'd probably go. Freddie Stewart, mate. Freddie Stewart. Put Don Brandt at 13. And then just have fly-halves everywhere else. No, I'd, have, I'd probably go nine. I'd go Mitchell, because he is quite good. And the crazy thing is, right, Tom wasn't even head coach when we went to our losing streak. Yeah. It's actually when we started winning, then <laughs> Tom was our head coach. Yeah, well, I know. I was not for life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> The philosophy of just playing tired to play, it's just unbelievable how rugby coaches make it hard. Like, oh, we're so good at the line now, let's get him in. Like, it's not that hard, she's like literally three bases who can throw it. Well, I think from middle back, when they say, yeah. when they say like, you know, having too many, too many cooks and all of these different code, like scrum coach and what is this? jackal, like the jackal coach and all this stuff, it's not that, co- I don't think it's that complicated. I think Eddie Jones got in so much. He just has too much time to think about stuff, and you just overcomplicate everything. Whereas if you just have, if you just have a coach who goes, let's just pick the best the, the best players, and then have a sort of game plan, but just let them let them do what they want. Look at Scotland; they were terrible for so long because Townsend tried to make Finn Russell stick to game plan, and then as soon as he's gone, Finn do whatever you want. Yeah, look at them now; they could yeah. yeah. It's like coaches feel like they need to do something. It's yeah. like you literally all you need to do if you've got Finn wrestling team is just fetch the balls. Just give him give Get him the balls out the locker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let Finn sort it. Like, I don't understand why you need an attack coach for Finn Russell. Just let him fall for Jerry Slitton do. He knows how to attack. He's better than you at it. Yeah. Relax. So yeah. Chucking the balls. Like if I got George Ford, Farrell and Marcus Smith, just lock him in the room, some beers, come out with a strategy. Yeah. They would kill each other. Talking to you, Farrell. <laughs> you know, like, if you've got a piece of paper, I want a strategy in like two hours, come out, bang, do it, you know, tell the idiots what to do, give it Aaron Dulles a bit of space. Sorted. Yeah. Frederick would go back to Leicester. They're not, they're not in the squad anymore. Well, it's like, I don't know, like, like France as well. You just go, I mean, they didn't even attack coach, did they? Just step on, do what, mate, do you want. France, France's second row was playing fly half and love for a fit a few years ago. <laughs> I think they could do whatever they want. But people like take the mick out of like having three tangles. But like think about Saracens, they have Lazarski, Andy Good, and Farrell, Alex Andy Good. I wish he had Andy Good. Andy yeah. Good. But he did play Saracens Andy Good. He did yeah. Alex Good. Yeah, he did have a spell at Saracen. Yeah, I think he did. Listen to his podcast, he said it a couple of times. I loved Andy Good. It's flat and it was amazing. Yeah. I like it when a player looks like they shouldn't be good and they're really good. That's but that's how you know the talent, mate. The talent is off the charts. That's ridiculous. I'm just looking down. Sorry, he played one season. It says here appears as 37 points, 418 in one season. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's well. I mean, that is according to Wikipedia, which obviously is the source of all knowledge. But that's I think we need to fact check that. But it says 418 points in one season at Saracens. God, <laughs> well, that's why you know, like, someone is amazing at rugby because you turn up and you're Andy Good and he was playing for Worcester and he was like probably he looked like an, a middle-aged bloke like this oh yeah yeah and he was just and he kept it was it Worcester he kept up on Newcastle he kept him up like basically on his own and he was unbelievable just a genius and it's just sick life that's incredible like how can you play a professional sport and be the most important person in a team in a professional sport where power and size is everything. 
and you're fat. And not only fat, you're slob and fat. <laughs> you're not like front fat with like, there's got tons of the muscle. <laughs> if you strip away the fat, there is no muscle there. <laughs> and you're still so almost better than everyone else. Like, no. His passing technique is just getting a bit of momentum in his fat to get the ball <laughs> to like go. Like, oh, unbelievable. He's absolutely I loved watching him. Yeah. He was brilliant. So he only had 17 caps for England, which I'm, I'm actually slightly disappointed about, to be honest. Yeah, that was when he's paying. Yeah, that was when he's paying for Leicester, and that must have been the easiest job in the world, being ten for Leicester in the early two thousand, mid two thousands. Like you just, you would never ever be on the back foot. God, I can't. It, like I saw, I'm just reading about him now as well. Like he actually played Super Rugby for the Sharks. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah for his debut, he came on and uh, he high shot someone. Like, yeah, do you know who it was? It was Tom's favorite player. It was Dan Carter. Uh, I shot Dan. Oh. I shot at Dan Carter. Gets a yellow card. What's his name? Andy Goog. Andy Goog, you are a beautiful man. <laughs> High shot in that fraud, brilliant. <laughs> this is a, a slightly a slightly controversial opinion we had the other day. Well, not we had. Uh, a slightly controversial opinion that Tom had in that Dan Carter is overrated. Is overrated. Put me between Aaron Smith and Marnano and I'm a god. <laughs> I'm a god. Oh, the attack came off Aaron Smith. And then whenever you're in a bit of trouble, just Marnon only sort it out. Yeah, but also he did play with Piri Weefu for about five years. Yeah, but it was injured all that time. It was injured when they won it in 2011. They bottled it, went in the groove thing. Oh, sorry, but... Got a cry string, didn't fancy it or whatever. He single-handedly won the test against the Lions in 2005. That nice was terrible. That was not really bad. That was Clive Woodley. Oh. Newcastle Falcons would have beaten that Lions team. <laughs> that Lions team was 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 Pivot given his... Having a... Having a holiday with his 2003 mates in yeah. New Zealand. That was not. Like, they weren't good. Like, you can't judge a player because he destroyed that Lions team. I mean, he was amazing in that. I, I mean, I don't agree. It's literally one game, mate. It's actually one game. And that's like he's made a living off that one game. It's not, though, is it? I mean, like, Aaron Cruden would have destroyed that team as well. Terry Weeb, good. Like, imagine like, if he actually played on all sides when he was genuinely classy. It looked rubbish. Play with Anton Dupont. Dupont wouldn't pass him the ball off him. <laughs> Skipped him every time. Do you reckon fattest nine ten combo in history is Piri Weepu towards the end of his career and Andy Goo? London Welsh Piri London Welsh Piri Weepu and Andy Goo. Yeah, that would have been that would have been clapped. That would have been so good to watch. That would have been so good. But once the ball came out, it would have been magical. Oh, it'd been beautiful. Yeah. Tries for fun. Yeah, I've got my fat time for England sorted. Go on, walk us through it, Tom. They got Mitch to that nine, and he's going to pass it to Ford. And then Ford are going to pass it to Farrell or Smith or to Lange Arundel. And then Chris Austin's just going to be there whenever someone misses a line race. Honestly, Chris Austin is the most underrated little player ever. I don't think he's underrated though. I think he's just class. I think everyone thinks he's class. He's like, he was like England's generational talent with Cipriani. And it's like, just, just so sad that he's like been kicked out of squads because he doesn't do enough press-ups or whatever. It's embarrassing. Yeah, but what are you doing? It's unbelievable. Wasn't he? He was a dick though, wasn't he? Doesn't matter if you score scoring that amount of tries, you can be a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, I swear, actually. It's yeah, like, you have, like Eddie Jones doesn't go onto the pitch. No, that's the problem with rugby is there's no, no dickhead culture. People get loads of good dickheads in. <laughs> yeah. They're dickheads, it doesn't matter as long as they're good. Yeah. If you're talent, you can be as much of a dickhead as possible. I don't care if you're talent. Yeah, he's yeah. Will is probably the most Cumbrian, northern person you'll ever meet. But he's probably the nicest guy in the world as well. He's horrible. I don't like him. <laughs> Took my position without even saying sorry. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I actually don't think we went through this. Tom, Tom, what is your preferred position on the bitch? I'm a nine, but somehow this nine turned up and he could box kick like an international. <laughs> and I'm not over it. Just there's me running the game for 40 minutes against Tron 9, having the time of my life. Go off thinking, well, it'll be all right. It'll just keep us in it, maybe. Plays unbelievable, doesn't he? I'm never forgiven for that. And then it's not. And then it's played every minute since. Yeah. Literally. Actually, that's not true because I have not lost. Last season, I was never losing. No, I, I was against Bergman a little bit. Right, Tom's um, saying he. Uh, we did. Uh, no, no. When I, yeah, at half time, that's when it went off. And yeah. it says winning against Bergen, drawing against Sargno when it went off. <laughs> By the way, Tom. Let go down, big star. Context, go on. Tom went off. Tom went off against Sargano with a concussion in what the 90th second, mate. 89, 89 seconds. It was basically off the kickoff, wasn't it? It was. Uh, yeah, I think it was like the save. Of yeah, <laughs> fair. But guy, Dick was big. It was big with me in the head. Yeah, it was big. No, it was. It was. 
Yeah, it was a legit concussion. Yeah, it was. But you can't really claim that. But yeah, I was just running the game till that moment, you know, shouting, you're mine, really loud to the other guys around me. <laughs> you were playing 10 that game. Yeah, I was yeah. 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, Will's box kick. I almost had the best of Norway. Yeah. yeah, I almost had a turnover in that game as well after nine. I was on it. And had to, I was turning the ball over, Jack came like, Jack Willis. And then he, and then that lad just... What um what what's your what's your preferred position, Jack? Uh, I don't actually know. That's my that's always been my problem. Twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> my mate on the sideline. My mate, my mate, my mate bought me a very um a tiger's jet a tiger's shirt for my birthday with my my name on the back and stuff, like the new tiger's kit. And uh, the number on the back he put was 21. <laughs> Brilliant. No, I don't know. I'm not. I do. I love playing nine, but only because I like getting stuck into people. I don't. I, I'm not a sweeper nine. I like getting. I'm basically. I, I'm basically a back row, but I just. I'm not big enough to play back row. Yeah. But, um, my dream would be to play six. But, but then you missed half the season because you, you broke a finger. Yeah, I broke my little finger. Honestly, if someone started me six for my work rate, I'd quit. <laughs> that is offensive. Like, if I honestly, like, a coach after a game was like, you worked really hard, really impressed. I'd be like, that's disgusting. Bro. I want to know here about what I did that was talented. Like, we're going to pick Tom because of his work rate. Like, no, you're not. Because Tom's retiring. <laughs> no, this season I think I'll play. Well, last season I played 12 basically all year. But because we had, didn't have anyone else, I think that's my position. Is I'll play wherever we don't have, we don't have anyone else. Basically, just utility filler in a filler in a <laughs> across the entire pitch. <laughs> so I've played every single position in the backs in my yeah. I've played nine yeah every single one, and I don't know. I think I think I'm best at fifteen, but I do I do I'll just play anywhere. Yeah. I think I'm probably similar. Like my preferred is probably 13, but last season in the game and a half, I, I lasted for a tournament ACL. It was fullback, um, but yeah, I'll go anywhere, I guess. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Tom will let me anywhere near the team this season, though. Nah, well, you know, I've got a strict selection policy. I think pays. Yeah, who paid me the most gets to play. Who buys? Who ever buys him a pine? Whoever buys them the most beers, yeah, they that. Like, oh, you can tell you study economics, right? You all know about the playing. Yeah. Will Starks, he does buy me quite a lot of beers. Yeah. And after that, it's like, who do I like? Who don't I like? Our ten, our ten owns a bakery, so yeah, he'll probably in. Yeah, he's probably in. You'll you'll probably start him if he yeah if he gives you some frizz and quite songs. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what else can people do for me really to get a start? I don't know, but we'll have a good. I think the season's going to be the season. Season's starting officially. Well, sevens are starting next month. Starting in, it's April now. Well, shit, yeah, it is April. Fuck. Um, so it start after Easter. It's starting after Easter. Yeah, yeah. We so, got a game against the national team against Norway next weekend. No, they ten Nasser. Yeah, that's us. I decided to go against them. Yeah. So, so we're joining forces with the enemy. We're joining forces against yeah. the true enemy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the seven season starts. Um, Actually no, start. We had snow rugby a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We won. We won the snow rugby, yeah. which is great. Um, Explain what's what is snow rugby? Yeah. So I I went down for the first time. So snow rugby. It's basically played on a pitch which I think is about thirty-one meters by twenty. Um, it's five minutes a half, and then five players on each team with rolling subs. Um, a try is just one point. Uh, so yeah, we went down. I think there was like in the men's competition there was. Six teams, including us, and it was like a round robin, like six nations, um, and all in one day, all in one day in a ski resort, absolutely beautiful weather, um, a lot of tourists getting on it, and we won the whole thing, which was really good. Uh, we had a, we went up, I think the night before on the Friday, we drove up six and a half, seven hour drive, mm. um, started playing ten a.m. the next day, finished about four o'clock. Um, but yeah, played some pretty good rugby actually. Yeah. And uh, won the whole thing. And then we had a, a very, very good social after where um, we're pretty sure that one of our players may or may not have set off a final alarm in the hotel at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when we were 
at breakfast the next morning and everyone was complaining about it. We just kind of kept quiet. <laughs> but that was, uh, yeah, I think it's actually the first trophy in the, uh, by like that we've won um, for an event hosted by Norwegian Rugby. So like, I think we came, I think we got like a trophy at Copenhagen Sevens or something once. I know. Um, but that play trophy or what? Yeah, probably the fair well, like, some like something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something ridiculous like that. I'm retiring if that happens. Oh, I'll I'll literally never watch Wigan yeah. again if I win a match like yeah, yeah. I'll literally punch a referee in the face <laughs> to avoid <laughs> the credit. Just to avoid Well, that. I'll tell you, we I think I can't remember I think it was against Bergen. We in the slow rugby, our captain, our fifteens captain Magnus, um he he threw the ball away. He gave away a penalty that he threw the ball away and got a yellow card. When Tom found out, he actually just, like literally shook his hand and told him like, "Well done. Yeah. We need more of you on the team." I like that, like just complete pointless ill discipline. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Like, there's something about it that I'm just like, "You didn't need to do." That. You're worried, but don't you do so well in France. Uh, you yeah. do so well in France. It's like, just do it. Just throw the ball away. Yeah. Like, why not? What are we gonna do? Oh, I'm you back ten meters. Oh, we're not gonna. Oh, we're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna, <laughs> gonna be penalised for getting yellow cards this year from just being arseholes. Yeah, like fine with me. Like, don't get a yellow for like something that's like a high tackle. Get a yellow because like took the ball away, and they're five meters from the well, Unless it's a high tackle against Dan Carter. Yeah, do what you want to Dan Carter. Thankfully, he's retired, so I'm for watching play again. <laughs> You're listening to the commentators bang on and on about how great he is as he throws another pop past the lawn on him. It creates <laughs> an unbelievable <laughs> chance for New Zealand. You know. Let's give it Sonny Bill. He'll create something. <laughs> Dan Carter, oh, Dan Carter, oh, Dan Carter. That look at his mission to spot Sonny Bill. Outside <laughs> like that. The way he just looks up from the scrum after catching it from Aaron Smith, where he's pinged it perfectly. Like, all he did was get in the way of Aaron Smith passes. That was Dan Carter's best skill. <laughs> Got in the way. Like, oh, speak, like, I mean, try to pass it to the good player. Try to give it to Nanu. Speaking of Sonny Bill, there's another, uh, there's another lead convert who's been in the news. Recently, Joseph Swali Swaligi from uh, the Sydney Roosters coming over to rugby, and it's absolutely right. What would you do? Absolutely hilarious. If you if you sign a contract and it's one point six million dollars a year, and you're nineteen years old, oh, I am not tall. Oh, you are. Yeah, I would have. I would have new friends. Like, yeah. If this guy doesn't, if if this guy doesn't turn into the next James O'Connor in terms of his lifestyle and <laughs> never fulfilling his potential because he's just an arsehole because he can be because he's got loads of money and he's really good looking and a huge profile and amazing rugby. I'm going to be so impressed. The kid is... He's... Yeah. But he's a, he's a generational talent though. Yeah, he is. But it's... So, I mean, I'm a big fan of the NRL and I watch, I watch a bit of rugby league. But it is so funny what's happening down in Australia. Oh, it's an actual civil war. It's so funny. They're it's like, brilliant. They're basically, I mean, Union, I, you understand why they're doing it, because Union in Australia has, is dying. It's not good. No, the super rugby teams are awful. The national team is terrible. People aren't turning up to watch them. League are nicking all the players out of school because... They get paid more and is, you know, better to be in the NRL than it is to play super rugby enough to travel to. I mean, what would you rather, like, ultimately, yeah, what would you rather do? Play against the Crusaders and get battered or play in, like, the NRL or State of Origin or something like that? Yeah, live in Sydney, yeah, earn good money, be famous, and never basically have to leave Sydney. But little, you can get shouted at to do more press at Spidey Jones. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But they've got the World Cup, and they that's what it's all about. But you the Lions, they got the Lions, and then the World Cup. They got the Lions and World. Do you reckon Eddie Jones when he was like negotiating that contract just went into it? I was like, Nah, mate, I do what I want. Yeah, I spend the money. No, no, Eddie Jones is crying and gone, mate. I want Swally. <laughs> yeah, get him. And he's got on the phone with him, and he's and he's whatever you say about Eddie Jones. The guy knows what he's doing. No, he doesn't. He does. Tommy he does know what he's doing. He doesn't. He's a fraud, mate. He's a fraud. <laughs> he's just got such a massive ego that he can't. Fraud. Wrong fraud. The problem with Eddie fraud. Jones was that if someone said, oh, this person's playing well, he wouldn't pick them deliberately because he would, because he knows what he's doing. And if the coach ever got a bit too big over above their station, he'd get rid of them straight away. 
That was the problem with Eddie Jones, not because he didn't know what he was doing. Doesn't have a clue, mate. Because doesn't he doesn't have a clue. He was like a dick. He was like a mad dictator who had too much power. He couldn't get rid of it. He couldn't let anyone else in, which is probably what Australia need. They don't need some nice bloke like coming in and being all nice. They need some asshole who's going to come in and rip up trees and say, "Fuck you, league. We're taking all our players back." Because the talent in the league in Australia is ridiculous. Right. What he's done is he's just going to put a load of money into one player who's probably going to get injured for the World Cup. You can see it now. You'll get injured. Yeah, I said, yeah. 1.6 million Aussie dollars just straight down the drain. You need to have like four or five decent ones. But they're, so but they're, 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 they're pinned. Apparently, they're going to pinch some more. They're, they're, there's rumors of they've got others they have already. Yeah. And then they got Vunivalu two years ago. But he's only had like one cap for, yeah. for the Wallabies. They got Corabetti. They got Corabetti, yeah. And he's, even though he's Virginian. Yeah, let's get more for Gio, that's it. Just, I, yeah, I did find the, the Fiji, what are they called? Drua. Just get you a Drua. Get them some Aussie passports. Bloody hell, they're offloading and they're passing this weekend. Oh my God, they're ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But those two centres. Talent, mate. The talent. Very, very, it's going to revolutionise Bristol. Sorry. He's a new run driver. Those two centres make. International centres look like schoolboys. Yeah. Just, they just, God. If Fiji had South Africa's fifth choice front row or fifth choice front five, they dominate everyone. Yeah. They dominate everyone. Also, I know we said this, I know we said this before as well, but how cool would we take, be at that stadium in Suvan? Yeah. Oh, God. It looks so good. Yeah. They all had umbrellas because it was so hot. Yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah, it's great. The rookie match, take, we could take my umbrella. Yeah, if I just take an umbrella to an English match with your mates, you get a red hound bit. Yeah, it's like, you need to be on In the, in the, uh, rugby stand in Leicester, standing, there's a bit of the old stand in Leicester with where everyone stands at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. If you put an umbrella up there, people would throw their beers at you. <laughs> get them to see hounded out the <laughs> What, by the red trouser brigade? <laughs> Kick it off. No, what, in Leicester? I don't know. Nah, I mean, no. nah, they're locals down there. And the cum, the cum, the crumby stand is still benches, like wood benches, <laughs> like painted lines on where you sit on the, on the thing. And they'll never be able, I think, I'm pretty sure it's illegal, like the, how old it is and stuff. And they, yeah, just sit on there. And then the front bit is standing, is standing only. So there's like four rows of people just standing, watching the game. It's proper old school. Nah, there's no, it's no Harlequins. Turning off in your Maserati or whatever, or Bristol with their most expensive training ground in the history of rugby. Yeah, no, yeah. Rock and roll. I'm going to start on Bristol. <laughs> Literally, the like the dumbest thing I've ever seen is um, like that interview with Ben Foster where he's interviewing Eddie Skent. Yeah, and he's like, I spent all day literally doing like maths lessons in like rugby. Yeah, in, at Bristol. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a meeting in the morning. Pat Lambs, because Pat Lambs a psychopath. Like, and they'll go through the moves, and they'll go and practice them. Then I have another meeting, and he's like. But I don't understand why players have meetings. I remember, I think I watched it with you, Tom. In, in the meeting room, they've got like a little rugby pitch that they all stand on in the meeting room to kind of walk through like moves. What? It's like it's like, like the rugby tonight thing when they kind of stand there, but it's, it's like it's like ten meters by five meters or something like that. It's like it's not big, but like they all stand on it and do like little demonstrations. Like just fucking get out on the pitch. And you've got a massive pitch. Right? You got a massive pitch outside, and you got a dome or whatever. What's what's what's? It's again. It's the same thing as you said. Like Bristol's tactics should be. Get the ball to Peertown and Randrandra. That's it. Yeah. But they're both off in the summer, aren't they? Well, get the ball to whoever the next, the next. Well, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or whoever's holding Matt Maylands, he's coming in. Like, yeah. Give him the ball. You don't need to be like, this is what I'm saying. You don't need to overcomplicate rugby. It's like the amount of times France give the ball to Pedro and Pedro, there's nothing you can do with it, really. Oh. But they're just like, well, this panel, it might do something. And yeah. and it does something. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Whereas England, it's like, it's same with like, what, 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 give it, what, what we have to do with Johnny May, be like, Johnny May's. Rapid. He's the fastest Wi-Fi I've ever seen in my life. Give it, give him the ball, and he'll do something crazy. Yeah. And he did. I mean, he's B teams because he can just do something. Why wow, that try in the first minute, or whatever, it was against New Zealand. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, no, that was another one. But like, you remember he scored that well, Island where he scored Conrad Smith. Yeah. yeah. Or the try against Ireland where we gave it to him in the twenty-two, and he just burnt yeah. everyone. Yeah, and like kicked over the top and scored. Conrad Smith, another fraud. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll go through that one day. We'll go through that. My league abroad. Sad New Zealand 15 and the, the best team I've ever seen, the 2015 World Cup winning team. Oh, yeah. And see how many of them are frauds. <laughs> According to Tom. No, <laughs> we'll do that in a different Julius Mayer scores four tries, still a fraud. <laughs> now, the opinion to the was, 
No, it's not fraud. <laughs> Do you know what fraud means, Chad? He just peaked and then fell off. It was unbelievable when he was good. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. No. Shall um, I quickly talk about the actual rugby that happened? No red cards, mm. mainline. Right. No. First of all, I mean, no red cards. Uh, there are three games to come today, but no red cards. But I'm sorry, Freddie Clark for Gloucester has completed rugby. How good was that try? He should never play for Gloucester ever again. Mate, it just shows how easy it's that through that finish. That's all it shows. If a guy who's never practiced it in training. For anyone listening who's not seen it, just Google just Google Gloucester Larochelle highlights and watch a try by Freddie Clark in the corner, second row doing that. It's it defies gravity. But that is true though. They they did that when you were like they started doing that, I remember, and then everyone was going absolutely mental, like about oh my god, this looks amazing. But now everyone does it. If a second row can do it, it can't be that hard. No, man. You just jumped. If you can hold the ball in one hand, just Superman it. You just jump forwards. It's yeah. not that hard. We've got to start. As soon as, soon as we start training outside again at the club, Tom's so just going to be like, right, guys, tell you who's finished. Two hours finishing drill. I'll tell you who's, who's finished is better than, uh, than that one was Jasper Reese's. That was better finish. What, bumping off the Scotland captain? Jamie Ritchie. Picking up the ball, turn around, steamrolled the Scotland captain, who isn't good, by the way. <laughs> and then, like, Duan London Merva tried to hit him into touch and you like tiptoed down the touchline and then put it down. But it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, that Edinburgh team is absolutely stacked and they did nothing against Leicester really. Just because Leicester are... Yeah. Leicester will give Leicester a game. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. a fan, but everyone expects Leicester to turn up to, to the Aviva and just get absolutely panned by Leicester. Yeah, it's not. Sexton won't play, will really. he? Well, no, he's injured until... He's out until like the World Cup, basically. Yeah. I mean, Leicester... Yeah. I think Leicester will still win, but they... Leicester's pack are horrendous to play against. Yeah, they're all bastards. Like, we're talking about bastards. They are all bastards. It's like the Leicester team of the 2000s, this pack. Yeah. They are horrible. I mean, led by, led by Montoya, of all people. Yeah. Like, he's... And have you seen his stats? He's got, like... He's a best hooker. He, he's got, like, 35 premiership appearances and 27 tries or something something like that. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. He's, he's... Yeah, unbelievable. And Andre Collard, yeah. I was not happy when George Ford left and Hunter yeah. Pollard came in. I was like, why are we spending all this money on this guy? But he has been, since he's come back and he's been fit, he's been ridiculously yeah. good. He is amazing. He is, I, I mean, I believe the hype, like, between him and the next South African fly half is a huge amount of gap. They, I don't know. I, if you look at Rob Dupree for sale, he since AJ McGinty left, he, Rob, you're both laughing, but Rob Dupree has been in the form of his life. He's probably been the standout fly half in the Premiership this season, mate. He can be in the form of his life. He's still not going to be. Like, I don't still pig. I'd still pick like fifty percent off Andre Pollard. It's better. Oh, oh no, I'm saying like Pollard would be and starting the right, and then probably won't play ten again now. George Ford's in the team. I don't know. George Ford's the best ten in in England. I would agree with that. I think they'll still give him a go now and then. Or play both. Well, they play both now, don't they? Well, I mean, they're fucking lost by a point this weekend. Solani, for 10 was they're good at, they could play any position in the backs. They have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what That Gloucester game was. Yeah. Insane. I, I literally, Billy 12, how have Gloucester nearly beaten the European champion with Billy 12? Which Billy 12 did he supply the half? Mate, big first class. And he's like, he, and he's like, how can you rate Dan Carter and not rate <laughs> I can't believe you actually put them in the same sentence. <laughs> right. I had a problem. That was, that I did not expect. But my, so my three match, I thought before that game, like, I actually said to you guys, like, you know what, La Rochelle are going to absolutely batter Gloucester. And they turned up and what, they lost by like three points, four points, whatever it is. They scored a try right at the end. Yeah. They lost, they didn't they? It don't matter. Yeah. Best. The two, is it, is. the two men, the 13 and the 14 for La Rochelle, who are so quick. Well, Teddy Tomo, that their hair was all falling out because they're so fast. It's like me. Yeah. <laughs> they're bold to make Honestly, them quicker. But after that game, I was looking, and Teddy Tomo, he scored like two or three tries, whatever it is, like played the game of his life. Afterwards, he didn't even look tired. No. He wasn't even sweating. He's yeah. just, he's a joke. Because if you yeah. don't defend him, he's a proper winger. I don't want wingers to tackle. Yeah, yeah. And it's like your job is to score a try. And then the man with the yeah. best name in rugby, Raymond Rule. Raymond Rule. Uh, he's class. Was absolutely class. Yeah. He's, is he sharp? Yeah, he's had a few caps, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, some pretty pretty big scores as well. Um, Munster getting absolutely bummed by the Sharks. I don't like I don't like it. 
I don't like the South Africans in Europe. I just no. don't. I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that. But they're all going to get it. They're all going to get through to the quarterfinals and semifinals. Yeah, they will be like Stormers and Sharks final. At this rate, I mean, we'll probably let it there. Yeah, boring. It'll be dull. Like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Fair enough. The Storms and the and the Sharks are stacked. But I don't want to see. I don't want to watch on TV. You know, Munster go down to the Stormers and play in front of ten thousand people in a sixty thousand people stadium. I would literally like rather watch Bergen play Stavanger in Norway. Yeah, it's just not a good <laughs> spectacle. Like I just don't like them. Fair enough in the URC or whatever it's called. I just don't like them in Europe. Imagine have to go away. And also, they're better than all the other. They're better than us as well, which pisses me off. <laughs> <They're better laughs> They've come in and they win the URC in the first year. They'll they'll win, one of them will win the. Oh, probably win Europe. Yeah, yeah. Like they'll play probably Toulouse or La Rochelle and fuck. Like they'll play one there and they'll beat them because they're just massive. But it's just not. And then and then one day we're gonna have a final in South Africa and it's just gonna be crap and it's not Europe anymore. No, no. I'm like, Jack, you're so depressed. I know. It's such a moany, whiny, <laughs> negative person. I just don't like South Africans in Europe. I just don't like it. It's an amazing competition. Munster traveled everywhere. Like, they're amazing. You go to a, yeah. you go to a, a, Mun- a Munster game at home, and it sounds like you're in, like, the, the, yeah. the traveling support they ring is ridiculous. So it's one of the best atmospheres. I would love not to go to yeah. and watch them. Yeah, it's amazing. But you can't expect them to go to fucking South Africa. Yeah, you can't. None of it. Imagine the carbon footprints on. I bothered about that. One part. Bring carbon dioxide to the atmosphere. But it's that. Why? What were the other? What were the other results? Um, oh, I can't remember the exact results. I know Glasgow beat Dragons in the Challenge Cup, seventy-three, thirty-three, hundred and six points scored. Seventy-three, seventy-three to thirty-three. Hit the track and then so bad. and then in. the the Glasgow hooker scores five tries. Yeah, uh, James Murray, whatever he's called. Um, how can Sail Sharks lost by a point to Cardiff? What about the real competition? The real competition. Uh, Leinster did a job. That was not good. That wasn't a good game. That is my game. Not an Irish show, and now again, I think they're playing today, aren't they? I think. Um, an Irish. Yeah, no, Leinster Ulster was pretty pretty boring game to be honest, but. 15 points to... Billy Burns, mate. Billy Burns is class. He played pretty well, actually. Billy Burns is class. He needs a, he needs a look in again for Ireland. I know he didn't really do well for Ireland when he played. Yeah, but they did. They didn't want him... Like, they didn't want him in because he's English. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. They didn't want... That's so typical Irish, isn't it? Like, we'll take the New Zealanders. <laughs> we'll take the Aussies. Yeah. We'll take the South Africans. But we're going to say, nah, morally, we can't touch an English guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, that was it. That was the other one. The Stormers... Uh, on the Storms beat the Harlequins 32-28. Pretty good game, actually. Harlequins were... Harlequins, they look down and out, but then they scored three they, tries. They look down every single game. Yeah. Every single game they do that. Yeah, and then they'll come back. Like, Harlan... Yeah, it must be the most stressful... They must just come out and be like, yeah, let's just give them the first half, and then we'll actually come... Yeah, I mean, pretty much. But then the Stormers, uh, Damien Williams, uh, with probably one of the most acrobatic finishes I've ever seen as well. I know we were going about Freddie Clark before, but Damien Williams, uh, wow. Take a bow. He's good. He's the kind of guy that I would, uh, I would, I'd pay him a million euros a year, like that guy. Yeah, because he can play underwear in the back. Wait, is it ten and a fifteen? Right? And he does both equally as well. He plays twelve. Yeah, is it ten? If you get ten, ten. players. <laughs> I'll like one of the Frenchmen, but I'll throw money at that guy. I'll absolutely just throw money at him. He's unbelievable. I mean, they've got nothing to lose, have they? Me. <laughs> Can you imagine Smith <laughs> and Dupont and then him at twelve? Or hidden at 15. Just ridiculous. If I was to do this, I'd just buy a park and then just have a uh, depart and then sell the rest of them. That's one bother pay and they will go after that. It's like, you've got enough. Yeah. Well, I do. The only thing that other guys can do is fluff it for Dupont. Like, that's what you can do. So just don't do anything. Yeah. Just tackle, mate. That's what yeah. you're going to do. Just tackle. Give Dupont the ball. I wouldn't do any hands in practice or anything like that. It's just like, Dupont, every time you get it, do something. Yeah. I don't want you passing it to the ten. Just to forget about the ten. Is he is he the best player in the world? Yeah. He can't. Yes, he's the best player to ever live by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> if he wins the World Cup, if he doesn't have to, if he's not good. No, no, we're not good. If he wins the World Cup as captain, he's in the conversation. I think as best player ever. He is the best player ever already. Oh, 
So I don't think he's that player. I would say uh, he's, he's up there. He's probably tied at, at the end of his career, I think he will. Yeah. If he wins the World Cup in France. Yeah, but all the, French, the French will fluff it. They're not gonna... Yeah, they will fluff it. Yeah, but if he wins it in France. He won't now. Then it's only good. I think he is. Right, he's better than him. No, no, no. I think I think better than him. right. Who's better than him? I, I think we need to end. We need to end. We need to end at the moment. No, he's not. <laughs> Diamond Carter he is like, you know, maybe seventy-five percent of as good as the what Dupont. I think I think we need to end at a moment where we're all actually in agreement for once, saying Dupont. that Dupont is right now. He is the best player in the world right now. No, he's not. Oh. Yes, he is by miles. Yeah, not right now. He's not. Who's better than him right now? Let me think. Just go narrow for sake of it. Right, we'll come back to Teddy you next. We'll come back Teddy to you. We'll come... <laughs> Teddy Tomer is Teddy Tomer is the best player to load right now. Twenty twelve trees. Yeah, he's number two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One's got over top ten after yesterday. Have even played? <laughs> no, he's playing today. Right, yeah, they're playing today. Right, cheers, guys. Cool. See you next time.